Hey, you listening. Do you provide a service or happen to have a business or are you hosting your own event? Advertise it here on Let Me Find Out, a witty take on all things life, where the listeners can find out the 411 about your service, business, or event. Not only find out about today's lifestyle and culture in a witty way, but also let others find out about the service, business, or event you're promoting. It's definitely a win-win. Contact your girl, Nikki Washington, at lmfopodcast at gmail.com for details. You still listening? Let me find out. Hey everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to another edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. Welcome back to another week. We are in the throes of season three. If you happen to have stumbled upon this podcast, first of all, can I just say this? I'm so glad you're here. It just warms me inside to know that however you found us, you found us. So uh, feel free to kick off your shoes and relax your feet. You know, potty on down to this. Uh, let me find out. Beat. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Insert corny joke. <laughs> oh, I tickle myself sometimes. Insert corny joke. But anyway, so yeah, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome to the family. We're glad you could join us. Hey, do us a favor. Make sure that you rate comment subscribe let me know that it's real you know what i'm saying and um yeah oh also feel free to share uh repost like you know all that good stuff because what that does for us is uh, we don't take uh advertisement dollars just yet even though we have uh put the uh clarion call out there um we have not taken it yet intentionally because i wanted to do a little more building but as we are building what you do whenever you do a like a comment a rating a subscribe all that it helps us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise so um we don't ask for anything of monetary uh value on the show all i ask for is if you're listening and it's blessing you please feel free to share so that we can show uh everyone else that we ride or die with this thing you know what i'm saying so thank you so much in advance for that now for my day ones my day one season one episode one thank you for riding with your girl you know i always say it and people be like really nikki do you feel that way but i promise you i do and anyone who knows me like for real for real they know that i'm a pretty i would say grateful person and i do not take it for granted people don't have to give you any of their time not one day as Smokey would say not a minute not another hour <laughs> for all my gospel heads you know what it is um but yeah, no, I know you don't have to give in all sincerity, uh, not one minute of your time even listening to what we share here. So the fact that you do, please understand, I do not take it for granted. I actually qu uh, count it quite an honor um, because I take, even though I like to be lighthearted and fun and jovial, I do take uh, my platform serious, seriously rather. And I um, am very intentional about the content that I share. And at the end of the day, the mission of this podcast is yes, we're going to have lighthearted fun. Yes, we're going to be silly. Yes, we're going to talk about some tough topics but at the core my desire is that everyone who listens to this podcast will walk away from it having been made better in some kind of way because something shared here blessed them it challenged their thinking or it edified them in some way shape or form uh, because you know if we're not helping people then we're really not doing our job so my hope and my heart's desire is that you are helped so thank you for joining the party another way that you can let us know uh, your thoughts and share your comments and you guys do so well with that but if you're not, not familiar we do a little um, poll question on my insta story about once a week i try to get it in so we'll do a story and it'd be like a random uh, uh crap shoot of questions and answers and stuff and i i share um a lot of the questions on the show of course i share them anonymously unless you say specifically hey i want you to use my name 
And so if you have any questions about the show at any point in time, you can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on uh, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, the podcast um or excuse me our podcast the handle on all social media is the same it's nick n-i-k-k last name washington at wherever you log on and i will uh be glad to reply now disclaimer y'all if you are hitting me on facebook <laughs> your girl does not use facebook like that that and i even have a youtube page that i don't use like that that um i'm not going to promise to start to use them frequently because my desire is really just to kind of streamline one thing but i will uh answer it's just not as expeditiously as ti would say <laughs> as i would if i'm on insta stories so i use insta stories probably the more more than anything uh followed cl close second by my instagram page the actual like uh posting page and then after that i would say um it's a toss-up between snapchat and Facebook. Well, no, it's probably Facebook because I use Snapchat, but I use Snapchat because I'm like playing with filters and that's about it. So anyway, yeah, so you know where I am. You know where I be. Holla at your girl. Um, so this week's show is a little different. So for any of my day ones, you know that we have, you know, done the format a little different at times. Sometimes we do a little uh, story time. Sometimes we'll do a segmented show. Um, so as of late, we've been doing segments. So we'll usually do a segment called uh, what, uh, what You Meme, and that's M-E-M-E. -E, and that's where we take a popular meme and we break it down have fun with it and say okay is this internet fluff or is this actual factual type stuff um, we also do segments uh, talking about um, our spiritual vitamin we do segments talking about current events just a lot of different things today's show is going to be different in that we're not put pumping the brakes in any way shape form and fa or fashion so in other words we're going to roll through an entire show with no breaking points in it because I have a topic um, that I wanted to speak about in light of recent current events so if you have been uh reading anything on the news as of late or have uh heard anything by way of i don't know social media or anything like that uh we know that this month is suicide prevention month right and um i don't know if you guys are familiar but i honestly wasn't familiar with his ministry until very recently i believe his name is jared wilson um he was a pastor in uh, my home state of california i believe it was riverside which i used to live out that way so i'm familiar but um, uh, he basically committed suicide, I want to say two days ago. He was 30 years old. He left behind a uh, two children and a wife. And so he was very public about um, always speaking about mental illness. And, and it was no secret that he said he'd wrestled with depression. Um, it was just a really tragic, tragic story. And so I won't go into his story personally because, again, I just recently learned about him. And I don't want to speak ignorantly, but um, I think if you are a believer or just a human being of any kind your heart aches whenever uh, someone takes a life and i have been put in positions where i have walked alongside people who were suicidal i have never been suicidal myself i think all of us and maybe you haven't been suicidal maybe you dealt with depression maybe you've never dealt with depression but you've dealt with anxiety so it, it seems like we live in a day and space where everyone can say they've dealt with some kind of emotional health issue um, and so I think we are finally getting to the place where we're taking the stigma out of emotional health issues and realizing that just because you have an emotional health issue does not mean that you're crazy, does not mean that you're abnormal. Um, it really does mean that this is just where what you're dealing with. And, and uh, thankfully, we are uh, coming to a space where we're teaching people in a spiritual and practical way how to navigate as best um, as we can out of those situations. But what I wanted to talk about more specifically on this show is that you don't have to be a counselor to help someone or to recognize the signs 
of a suicide or to try to um, walk someone to a place where they can get help even if you feel like you're not the person that can help them. So tonight I want to talk about um, some tips uh, and some uh, things that we can kind of look out for um, within our own lives and within the lives of our loved ones and friends and co-workers and whoever else to, to try to as best we can be of help to those people who might be going through those things. So I want to give you some practical tips to try to help uh, spot it and uh, potentially prevent it if if possible. So um, if you have never observed a suicidal person and you're not sure what that even looks like, the article goes on to say a suicidal person might not ask for help but um, that doesn't mean they don't want help. People who take their lives don't want to die. They just want to stop hurting, which I think is so key because sometimes we don't look at the the uh, the micro. We only look at like the macro. We look at the bigger picture, right? And so they said suicide prevention starts with recognizing the warning signs and taking them seriously. If you think a friend or family member is considering suicide, you might be afraid to bring up the subject, but talking openly about suicidal thoughts and feelings can save a life. So they go on to talk about understanding suicide and what that looks like. Um, and they're saying that basically to those who are not um, in the grips of suicide, depression and despair, it's difficult to understand, which is true. I would never try to fiend a level of understanding about a suicide, uh, suicidal thoughts that I know I don't have. I can only offer you what I do understand, which is the hope found in Jesus and then practical application steps, right? So um, they talk about some of the myths. So we'll just bust a couple of those. Uh, myth uh, number one, people who talk about suicide uh, won't really do it. And the fact is almost everyone attempt, who attempts suicide has given some clue or warning. Don't ignore uh, even indirect references to death or suicides. Uh, myth number two, anyone who tries to kill him or herself must be crazy. Again, that's a myth. The fact is most suicidal people are not psychotic or insane. They are upset, grief-stricken, depressed, or despairing, but extreme distress and emotional pain are not necessarily signs of mental illness. Again, I think that's some kind of uh, misnomer, as the article says. We assume that people who are wrestling with suicide are, are not like you and I, when the reality of it is, that's we are all in the same boat. The only difference is um, the grace of God, really. So I think we, we uh, in considering that, it will help us to be more compassionate when trying to help people navigate through those spaces. Myth number three, if a person is uh, determined to kill him or herself, nothing is going to stop them. The fact is, even the most severely depressed person has mixed feelings about death, wavering until the very last moment between wanting to live and wanting to die. Most suicidal people do not want death. They want the pain to stop. The impulse to end it all, however overpowering, does not last forever. I think that's so, so very key. Uh, the next myth is people who die by suicide are people who were unwilling to seek help. Facts. Studies of suicide victims show that the more than half have sought medical help in the six months prior to their death. One of the major warning signs for suicide include talking about killing or harming oneself, talking or writing a lot about death or dying, and seeking out things that could be used in uh, suicide attempts such as weapons and drugs. Uh, these signals are even more dangerous if a person has a mood disorder, such as depression or bipolar disorder, uh, suffers from alcohol dependency, uh, had previously attempted suicide, or has a family history of suicide. 
Other warning signs that point to suicidal mind frame uh, include dramatic mood swings or sudden personality changes such as switching from outgoing to withdrawn or well-behaved to rebellious. A suicidal person may also lose interest in day-to-day -day activities, neglect his or her appearance, and show big changes in eating and sleeping habits. So again, these are some ways, if you're saying, I don't know what suicide looks like, Nikki, these are some ways that you can kind of um, see the signs. Um, suicide warning signs include talking about suicide. Again, we mentioned that uh, seeking out lethal means. We mentioned that preoccupation with death, uh, hopelessness for the future, self-loathing or self-hatred. Um, and when I say that, I mean like feelings of worthlessness or guilt, shame and, and uh, feeling like you're a burden to someone, like everyone will be better without me, uh, that kind of stuff and things of that nature. So um, also people uh, saying goodbye in an unusual or unexpected uh, way, you know, people all of a sudden unexpected calls or visits from family or friends saying goodbye to people as if they won't be seen again. These are some things, you guys, that I think we could really um, uh, pick up on easily. Uh, if we are aware, I know for me, if I'm super honest, right, I move at a very fast pace. I have a, a very full life. And because of that, sometimes I don't uh, give as much attention to certain things as I, I should by way of behavior patterns. I mean, I'm very good, I would say, um, at noticing uh, behavior patterns. But there are some little nuances that I, again, would miss because I move fast. So when I'm sitting and present and in the moment, I can pretty much pick up on most things. But when I'm going at 1,000 miles an hour, sometimes, if I'm honest, it's hard for me to really um, give my full attention to all those little nuances. So for me, that's something that I, I really would um, have to work to do. Um, and so, yeah, withdrawing from others, self-destructive behaviors, sudden sense of calm. So I'll explain this one. A sudden sense of calm and happiness after being extremely depressed can mean that a person has made a decision to attempt suicide. So again, that goes back to those mood swings. So it really is just, I believe it boils down to being uh, very observant of these things and making sure that we um, are aware of what people are going through. And in being aware as best we can, I think we can kind of uh, help people hedge off. So we talked about some of the ways that you can see those signs. Lot. Let's talk about uh, some of the practical ways that you can uh, help try to prevent suicide. Number one, speak up if you're worried. Uh, some lead-in things is being sympathetic, um, being non-judgmental. Like non-judgment is so key um, because the reality of it is, like I said before, uh, the only difference between uh, us and someone who actually has suicidal thoughts is grace. And if we're super honest, everybody, I say it all the time. I know y'all probably get tired of me saying it, but everybody has a thing. And just because suicide is not your thing doesn't mean that one person is better than the other. It just means that your thing hasn't been uncovered, but for the grace of God, right? Or uh, pride has caused your thing to be buried. So I think it's one of those things where we really have to extend grace considering ourselves, be non-judgmental, patient, calm, accepting, um, your friend or family member is doing the right thing by talking about his or her feelings. So if someone brings to you the fact that they are suicidal, um, one of the things that you can do is really kind of process with them and talk to them about it. Be sympathetic um, and then offer hope. And so in the instances, and there's only been a couple of instances where someone has come to me and was suicidal. Uh, one instance was was honestly at the time I was still in school, still in undergrad. Um, and I got a call from I was doing a uh, youth ministry. And I got a call from. Uh, one of my youth who had locked themselves in the bathroom and uh, was suicidal. And so I had to talk them through that. And I never forget being on the other line and really thinking, oh, my gosh, what if they do this while we're on the phone together and there's nothing I can say? Um, and it's a it's a 
a very um, helpless position to feel in because that's when you really look, God, you really know, look, Lord, th this, this is not going to end well if you don't intervene because I don't have the power, the strength, the resources or the mental uh, know-how to really navigate this on my own. And it was only the grace of God that that person didn't commit suicide. But it's a very uh, scary space to be in, whether you're on the per the end of the person who's wanting to commit suicide or, or in my position at the time where I was the counselor trying to help someone and help prevent suicide. So um, what I leaned in in that moment and, and what the article suggests is to offer hope, you know, reassure the person that help is available and that the suicidal feelings are temporary. Let the person know that his or her life is important. Um, I think sometimes we really just want to be seen, right? People want to be heard. And if you really think about it, we have all of these different mediums right now from social media to um, uh, like what Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Facebook, like all these mediums that are built around people projecting who they are to everyone and anyone who is following them. Why? Because at the core, people just really want to be heard. So I think it's important in offering hope to let people know that not only do I hear you, I see you and who you are matters and not in a cliche way, but speaking to the to the very specific nature of who people are at the core. I think it, it's a little way of offering hope. Um, also, another a tip I would advocate for is taking the person seriously. If a person says things like, I'm so depressed and I can't go on, ask the questions. Are you having thoughts of suicide? Again, um, you're not putting the idea in your head, their heads. You are showing that you're concerned and that you're taking them seriously. Um, so I think that's important, too. And so uh, I think just making sure that we're just kind of present and available um, those things are key. And if you would like in for more information on uh, how to help someone navigate through suicide, I would recommend that you go to um, a website. I think, like I said, helpguide.org is a, is a great website because it gives you the tips on, on how to walk someone through that. You can also go to, I believe it's suicidepreventionlifeline.org um, and it will help you help, help people navigate that way. I also would recommend that you go to an actual licensed counselor or therapist. Now, again, just because I have a degree, I, I am not licensed as a counselor. I just have a couple of degrees <laughs> as a counselor. So I want to make sure I'm clear with that. I am not, um, uh, I am not by any means stating that this list is exhaustive or it, it is an end all be all. These are just conversational topical pieces for you to go off of. I am recommending that if you have an emergency or if you're having suicidal thoughts or if you're helping someone who dealing with suicidal thoughts, um, it is my stance that you go to a licensed professional or that you seek professional um, help by way of website, by way of a psychologist, by way, way of a psychotherapist, by way of a counselor of some sort. So I just want to put that uh, disclaimer out there because I think it's important uh, not to just rely on social media or um, online tools only as a means of help, but getting actual um, state recognized board certified help. I think it's very, very important and very, very necessary. And I don't think that we'd be responsible as educated counselors to not lead you into the path of licensed counselors. So, and there's a whole, there's like really an exhaustive list and a suicide plan that uh, we can look at and, and really study to try to understand how suicide prevention works. However, I would just encourage you to use online resources to seek out a professional counselor, things of that nature. I think it's important to realize that um, that along with spiritual application, we really have to have practical application as well. Um, and the Holy Spirit is wise and the Holy Spirit is both sp spiritual and practical, right? So. I think it's important to lean into all of that 
and to know uh, when to apply what tool. And please hear my heart. Just like I think talking to a therapist is a tool and I think medications are a tool. And I also believe that um, being a listening ear is a, uh, is a tool. I also think that uh, fasting is a tool and praying is a tool and intercession is a tool. Like these are all tools. Like I, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think that you can use a combination of things. Um, and I think that there is power in in knowing when to employ what and the Holy Spirit um, uh, telling us when to employ what and us being really sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So um, I wish I could really do this topic justice within a 30 minute time span, but it's just not possible. But again, I would emphasize, strongly emphasize if you are having thoughts of suicide to go to uh, a professional, talk to someone a spiritual advisor have them direct you to a um a professional resource or um there's a number that you can call it's 1-800-273-TALK again that's 1-800-273-TALK if you are having thoughts of suicide and just reach out to someone and let someone know exactly where you are in life and um the space that you're in there is no um sorrow that heaven can't heal but we need to take the practical steps to um add on to that spiritual application so that we can see healing, health, and wholeness um, in this day and space. So I would encourage you to use those resources. If you are a person who is supporting someone who is uh, wrestling with suicide, don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Don't be afraid to um, use resources. Um, don't be afraid to, to really uh, be present in the lives of uh, people who need you because now more than ever, they really need us. So I want to encourage you to really... Um, uh, be attentive and be observant and uh, be available. I think one of the most valuable commodities that we can give people uh, and not just people who are wrestling with suicide, but all people is our time and our focus and our intent of just being present in the lives of the people we say we love. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. Um, I hope something shared here was helpful to you. If you have any tips that you'd like to add to this, you can always hit me up. And again, you know where that social media is. It's Nikki. N-I-K-K, or Nick, rather, Washington, at wherever you're logged on, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and I will gladly reply. And uh, thank you guys so much for allowing me to share a little heavier of an episode, but I think it's something necessary, especially in the climate we live in, especially um, with all of the recent events and, and just the reminder that um, life is but a vapor, right? And we really have to live intentionally. And part of that intentional living is being our brother's keeper and being present in the lives of those um, who need us. So uh, I hope this episode blessed you. And as always, my name is Nikki and I will talk to you next week. Take on life and culture with Nikki Washington.